And that is the intro to episode 16 of the Sports Puzzle Podcast. Uh, instead of a sports puzzle, I'm going to start off with that. It's Christmas week, so we're going to do uh, maybe a daily podcast here and maybe play a little Christmas song in the intro and the first person to guess the Christmas song, part of that segment of the Christmas song, and tweet or email us, um, they're going to get a shout-out. So we're going to implement that instead of a sports puzzle. So welcome, everyone. And tonight, it's going to be a solo pod. It's just myself, Brandon. And we're going to talk about some kind of random things on this episode, actually. Um, We're going to talk about the Vikings reaction, (laughs) that crushing, um, some of my my two fantasy matchups to go to the championship. And then... Talk a little bit about that Wolves game, some other NFL thoughts, and then some miscellaneous things. So let's do it. It is December 19th, 2017 at 6.20 p.m. Central time. So, Vikings reaction. Uh, spanking. That's what it was, really, of the Cincinnati Bengals. And... I don't even know if we should talk too much about it because it was that much of a spanking. And honestly, after the first half, even being a Vikings fan, it was kind of lame. But it was extremely awesome at the same time. Um, It was awesome. Once Kendricks got that pick six, man, that was the the turning point of that game that it was going to be total dominance by the Vikings. So that was huge. Um, (coughs) excuse me there. Um, so what other things happened to the Vikings? Latavius Murray ran great again. Case Keenum was 20 of 23 for a bunch of yards. Well, not too many yards. Um, but he was pretty much near perfection. Uh, Diggs had a touchdown, nice touchdown in the middle. Uh, Thielen wasn't too much involved, but... He was out there. Rudolph ended up scoring a touchdown. And he was kind of in it, in the game in the beginning. And then they were up by a bunch. So there was no reason to rush him back in the game or they didn't really need him. But then it was on like the five-yard line or eight-yard line or something. And boom, he's in the game and he scores a touchdown to the left. It was awesome. So he got involved and scored. Um, McKinnon, he looked great. He earned near 100 yards um, offensively. He really was looking good, all-purpose yards. Uh, he was looking explosive, doing a one-cut move, um, doing exactly what we need him to do. Uh, so, yeah, the Vikings just looked absolutely great. The defense looked great. Harrison Smith, Harry Smith in the secondary is always a force. Um, he may not fill the stat sheet, but he is out there just covering He's always there to tackle, and he is one of our better, most MVP of the Vikings, I would say, even though he's not talked about too, too much, kind of like Rhodes. But Rhodes is awesome, too, because if a team has a shutdown corner like we do and Rhodes closed, that is huge when you're playing against McStuds and wide receivers. If you can shut down the other team's McStud, that's huge. Um, <laughs> linebackers, 
uh, Barr, and we already talked about Kendrick's getting that pick six. Um, haven't heard Barr's name too much lately, but uh, he's just he's out there. He's athletic, and he's and our whole defense is just the whole team overall. Mike Zimmer is doing a great job with this team. Super excited. And while he was going against the Bengals to his previous team, I am just super excited for the Vikings. I've been it's been a great season to be a Vikings fan, and it's going to be awesome. We're going to talk about the matchup a little bit uh, at the end, but our matchup next week. So yeah, the Vikings overall, awesome. Bengals, there wasn't much to say about the Bengals. I did end up benching AJ Green in my league in favor of Marquise Goodwin. And then I started Stefan Diggs as well. And that worked out because AJ Green only got like 30 yards. Giovanni Bernard scored. That was because, well, yeah, shoot. I should have talked about Teddy Bridgewater made an experience, an experience, an appearance, uh, got some experience (laughs) in the NFL. And it looked pretty hesitant. Uh, It was, he, it was not the best (laughs) showing at all. Um, but he had two passes, one to like Michael Floyd, and it was maybe a little behind him, but Floyd could have still easily caught that ball. But his interception was kind of footwork in the pocket, indecisive, ended up throwing it to McKinnon. It was a little high, through the hands, in the air, intercepted. So that was a little bit of a buzzkill, but he got some snaps. Yeah, so, okay, that was back to the Vikings. Yep, so Bengals, Dalton, nope, they didn't do much. The defense didn't do much. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to talk about the Bengals. It's not worth my time. So, the other thing when I was watching the Vikings is the other game that was going on with Philly is the Giants. The Giants were, I think they were up like 17-7. I believe Sterling Shepard had a big day. He had that big, long touchdown, but... They're playing against Philly, and Nick Foles is a name throw out there. He had seven touchdown passes, or seven total touchdowns. He had one rushing and six passing. Um, whatever week that was, 14 or something um, with the Eagles. So, he, I ended up starting him too in my one of my leagues, but we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, was really hoping the Giants were going to take down Philly, but Philly ended up, Driving back, Giants weren't doing anything. Philly won, so blah. All right. Um, so that was the that was our react or my reaction from um, the Vikings Bengals game. Also, the Jets were even threatening the Saints. I guess I'll mention that a little bit, but I never really thought the Saints were going to pull that off. Um, yeah, so. Saints could be a team we might be playing. Or Atlanta. Two weeks left. All right, so I'm going to talk about my fantasy matchups because I kind of broke down what I had. I had four teams left in the playoffs coming into the semifinals, or coming into the playoffs, and I had two left in the semifinals, which was this past week. Um, just got over yesterday, officially. Um, so I'm going to talk about my uh, the one league, my team beat easy in the kind of cousins, brothers, dad, just friends and family league. I kind of call it. And I was going up against Ty, the little Giants, and here is the breakdown. 
I had Ben Roethlisberger. He had 18 points. That game was crazy. We'll talk about that game perhaps a little bit. Yes, that is a, that is something to talk about. Uh, but he ended up scoring 18. That was a crazy game. Um, and I went up against Aaron Rodgers. 21.9 for Aaron Rodgers. So QB battle to tie. QB1s, I started Diggs. He scored a touchdown and got like two other catches. Uh, so he got 9.7. This is total standard league. Uh, playing against Brandon Cooks, who got 12. Uh, there's Riley. My wife is getting home from work. So there might be a little disturbance. Uh, but Robert Woods for his wide receiver, too. And I mentioned Marquise Goodwin is a guy. I started over A.J. Green. I started him. Marquise Goodwin, 12.4. Robert Woods, 10.5. Close matchup so far. Kenyon Drake is my RB1, 17. Le'Veon Bell, his RB1, 22.5. Uh-oh. My RB2, uh-oh. I got Todd Gurley. And he went off. Todd Gurley went off. So off that he got three rush touchdowns, one reception touchdown, and 152 rushing yards. He had a 60, 56-yard, 52-yard touchdown on third and 20, a little draw play. Okay. 42 points for Gurley. His RB2 was Kamara. 14.9. Hello, I'm in the lead. Ooh, from here. Jared Cook, let's go. My tight end won. 1.7 points. Hunter Henry, 2.8 points. That was, tight end was pretty much wash this week for the matchup. Okay, here we go. I started Carlos Hyde over Christian McCaffrey. I was debating that. That was my decision, as long as with benching A.J. Green. It was a great matchup. The, what draw me away was that Carlos Hyde got me to where I was. He gets his volume. And the main reason is that this league was not PPR. If it was PPR, I would have done a swap. I left Hyde in. Didn't work out, though. Tennessee was a tough matchup. 3.9 points. Yuck. That mega yuck. Mark Ingram. Ties RB2. Or flex play, we're talking about now. 27.1. This matchup was pretty close. And then that 50-yard touchdown to seal it, that was a big-time points for uh, Ty. Jake Elliott, my kicker, 10. And holy moly, Robbie Gold. Gould Gold. Man, he got 24 points. That is plus 14 on a kicker when my kicker got 10. That's huge. Three field goals, 40 to 49, one 50-yarder, and then one uh, 20 to 29. But he had one field goal to win the game. It was the Bears messed up trading him or getting rid of him, or not signing him, or doing, keeping him any way they could. New Orleans defense I had. Tasty matchup. They only got six points. And then Ty had Jacksonville, which was 10. I lost. 121.24 to 145.7. Congratulations, Tyler, for beating me. The Little Giants take on B, take down B easy. And a tough loss. With Gurley getting me 42 points. See it be easy. Third place. Best I can do. Next matchup. Another um, fantasy matchup. Semifinals. To go to the championship. This is a .5 PPR league. Okay, let's go. Nick Foles was my quarterback. I, I, I was choosing between Tyler Taylor or Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Grapple had 19, Tyra Taylor 23, but Foles was the correct play with 25. I started him. That was pretty sweet. And I went up against Ben Roethlisberger. We already talked about him. 18. Jarvis Landry. He's been solid for me all year. <laughs> 14.9. That's my RB wide receiver one. And he started Marquise Goodwin. 17.4. This was, this play was big for Carl here. I'm going against, okay, it's Juggernaut. That's my team name. Going against Smoking Jay Cutler. My buddy Carl. And he had Ted Ginn in until about half hour, hour into the game. Or not into the game, before the game. But he was declared out. So he didn't have too many other options. Kenny Stills. Uh, that's about it. That's about it. And so he picked up, he goes and picks up Randall Cobb. You know, Aaron Rodgers playing. PPR League. Good pickup. They're going to have to throw against Carolina. Pivotal game. Solid start. He got 17. My uh, wide receiver, too. D.D. Westbrook. I was riding the hot, the yeah, the hot rookie. And I wasn't, I was pretty confident playing him. But I should have started Mike Wallace um, at Cleveland because he scored 11. But that's what I did. D.D. Westbrook, 3.8 points. Rhino Cop, 17.9. That's huge. All right, LaShawn McCoy is Carl's RB1. He had 23. Mine was Deion Lewis, 17. And then my RB2 was Chris Ivory, 4. And his Jordan Howard, 8. Ugh. Chris Ivory, man, he got stuffed twice, two different occasions at the one-yard line. And that's that's 12 points right there. I could have, well, could have. You could say that a lot, but didn't make it happen. Charles Clay was my tight end. He worked out. 9.3 points versus his Jace Winton, 6.7. Then I had Brandon Cooks, 14. We already talked about Duke Johnson for him, 12.8. Justin Tucker, 10. Boswell, 8. Detroit defense, 12. Jacksonville, 10. Close game. But I lost. 111 to 122. 111.20 to 122.94. Lost by 11, a little under 12 points. That That was a tough loss again, too, but... Boom. That's what happens in fantasy. So, I have no money league chances left to get a championship this year. So that sucks. But you know what? Like I already said, it's fun. And you have a passion for it. And you just keep on going. But here we go. I have... I have I have just something left in the tank. It's like championship wise, and I mean, you know, if you're driving a car, it's I'm like basically empty. But there's just a couple fumes left over to get me going through the rest of a fantasy year for a chance at some kind of ship. This is what I talked about the feeling kind of Sunday league. My buddy Anthony manages this. There's 12 of us started this up last year. Or two years ago. But anyways, there's about half the league out of 12 that really actually do stuff. Um, and I was doing a draft when I was golfing. And honestly, I only drafted <laughs> Martavis Bryant on this team. And who is it? Zach Ertz. So Zach Ertz could be the draft pick. Uh, that's all I needed. And obviously it's all I needed because I'm going to the championship. I'm not going to go through that matchup, but I was going against Kurt 
our uh, other uh, host here on this podcast. So it was kind of playing for a little something there, as in he said a lineup, a full lineup. I said a full lineup. It's something. So, boom, I take him down. Uh, let me get what the final mashup was. So this is pretty much just kind of a little pride, or not even that because, like, no league play, but nobody plays in the league. But we still have Corey, who was on the episode. He's hardcore uh, sports fantasy, an elite mind. Corey was in the, uh, yeah, in the playoffs, semifinals. He ends, I'm playing him now, so it's me versus Corey in the championship. But um, my team name was is I'm a gonna win like with uh my little picture is Wario on there too so I'm a gonna win so that's that Mario Kart because I like N64 Mario Kart's awesome and his, Kurt's name was Macklin like Jeremy Macklin Macklin on your girl so I let's just say I beat him by 39 you know Pretty much 40 points. 12804 to 88.98. Um, crush City. Brad Gurley in that league, too. Um, so, yep. Okay. That's all I got for that matchup and fantasy-wise. So, we're kind of done there with, with fantasy. Um, part, I mean, we're hardcore in fantasy, but the, the other parts of this podcast, uh, I guess we'll just get into it. We'll, we're going to talk about... Um, the Timberwolves. So we had a big game last night, and it was a tough, tough battle for the Minnesota Timberwolves. A couple players, uh, Jamal Crawford and Jimmy Butler, crossed my mind in that game as being some players, uh, clutch players in that game, um, making an, an impact. Uh, Jimmy Butler won, what, 37 points? 37-6-4. Beast. Um, we ended up winning 108 to 107 because Jimmy Butler had a very smart play at the end. Um, his smartness prevailed, and then you went to the line, and we got it. Um, 108 to 107, we won. Um, so that's, I mean, I'm not going to talk about too much about the Timberwolves and that game, but I just wanted to have a little shout-out to the Timberwolves because... We're watching it, keeping track of the stats, keeping track of the score, um, and the, the standings, what's going on. Uh, we're, like we keep saying, once football's over, we're going to transition to other sports, talk about Timberwolves, um, MLB season, kind of what kind of the, what the teams are acquiring, what the different things are going on. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned to that stuff. Uh, but I, I guess I'll do some other lines here. Crawford, like I mentioned, he got 23 points. T won 13-3. Towns 16-7 and 4. Taj Gibson 10-4-1. Wiggins only 9-7. and seven. So Wiggins, I, I'll talk about Wiggins a little bit um, because we were talking a little bit in our group chat today or last night, and we just got to keep in mind that he's 22 years old still. He'll turn 23 in February, and he's trying to – he's always been, when he played for Kansas, um, he's always been kind of the guy in – charge and was always the go-to guy uh, granted you don't you can't really say that as a excuse too much anymore but there is kind of a a stage here for Wiggins and the Timberwolves even overall and other players that 
we give him this max contract because he has it's not a bad call at all because he has the potential. A lot of people just say he can score. That's about all he can do, but he's young, he's athletic freak, and he's going to figure it out. So we just have to be patient with him. That's, that's all we got to do is be patient. Be patient with Andrew Wiggins and just watch this team for the next 10 years be awesome and competitive. All right? So, yeah. There's the Timberwolves. Uh, I could talk about... Um, I'll just give a quick update on my fantasy team for basketball. Um, I didn't make a move today, and I picked up Julius Randle. But I'll just say my record. I'm 45-11 category league. Um, it's head-to-head matchup. I am 45, 30, 45 wins, 34 losses, and then two ties for categories overall. Um, so I'm in third place. So boom! Hurts... Uh, Hanging in there at 37 and 44 at fifth place. And then Corey, um, he's <laughs> he's in first by kind of uh, yeah, a decent margin. He's 54, 25, and 2. So, yep. The elite minds. Okay. So, that's basketball. Um, so, I'm going to talk about my other, other miscellaneous NFL thoughts on week 15 and some headliners. One being... The Antonio Brown injury. That is a headliner for sure. He ended up tearing his calf um, during the game. Went to the blue tent. Pretty immediately went to um, the locker room. And then the lock. they ended up um, taking him to the hospital. Um, so he was at the hospital when I think the game was pretty much still p- being played. Um, so, yeah, he tore his calf. Not, not good. But it's definitely healable. I mean... Obviously, he just has to go through the stage, necessary stages to repair a muscle, a major muscle. Um, so he's not going to be playing. He's ruled out for this next week, which is a critical week in fantasy, a championship. Um, that's a huge loss for teams that had Antonio Brown. Huge loss. But that doesn't matter because what matters is about players' health more than fantasy team so get well Antonio Brown hope very much hopeful that you're going to be back for the Steelers during the playoffs be back to your old self out there and being a (laughs) being a mixed stud you are and killing it so um that was a big big headliner and I can kind of roll into the Patriots (laughs) versus Steelers with that one because that game had a lot of hype and that game was, it was great. It was a great game. It was at Heinz Field and the Steelers, terrible towels. And, man, that, whew, what, 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 what kind of made me think, is like a new, or a new thing that I, and the announcers said, is when the Patriots deferred at halftime. And then they were talking about how the crowd was like half full at Heinz Field. And they said that's kind of a strategy for teams because, they get the ball, the away team gets the ball first when the crowd's still coming back from halftime, drinks, foods, bathroom breaks. So they can kind of have an edge, or it's like almost playing at home, their own home turf, because it's, you know, quiet or the crowd's not completely into it. So that interests me as just a Bill Belichick thinking just outside the box. That, that was kind of cool to hear. Um, so yeah. 
that game, whew, back and forth. Um, I don't even know. I'm not going to, I mean, I'm sure everybody, most of the listeners that are listening to this have watched it or have already heard about it. So I'm just going to go zoom right to the end of the game. When Patriots scored and Gronk had like 60 yards on this drive and they ended up scoring with 40 some seconds left, 48 seconds, I believe. And then there's the kickoff. Steelers get a normal kickoff return. And then first play of the game. First play of the game. It was like a little, I don't know if it was like all streaks or what kind of blocking or I think there's a lot of wide receivers or something all there, but Juju Smither, <laughs> Smither, Juju, uh, <laughs> Mr. Stolen Bike. And he's kind of a big popular um player right now and uh, kind of on the Twitter world and just he's a he's a popular player uh, a hype type player right now but he gets a catch from Big Ben and zooms up the field into like the eight yard line or something he just ran out of gas at the end of the run or something and there was three defenders and he kind of like stumbled blah 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 two like more yards and fell and well didn't fall but then he got tackled so I mean they're sitting super pretty with the situation of the game. They're down three. They're at their New England's like eight yard line, yard line home crowd. Um, seconds left that no matter what happens, it's going to be tough for the Steelers to score or the Patriots to score. Granted, it's <laughs> the GOAT, Tom Brady. So you can never count him out with any one, I mean, one play. You can never count anybody out really, but especially Tom Brady. So, Steelers are feeling confident, especially the fans. Like, no matter what, we're going to get a field goal. Uh, um, tied up going to overtime, but I believe there, there was no timeouts left. And Big Ben, I think it was second or second down. Oh, geez, I, I knew, we got to talk about the second play of that drive when, oh, the pass. Oh, man. The tight end catches the ball. Puts his hands kind of over the goal line, and it's, no, he wasn't touched. So he was kind of like, his knees were kind of down, but nobody's touched him. But then he, like, the ball kind of went over the line. Like, it looked just perfect. Like, there's no problem. But that darn rule that got Des Bryant, um, that got, <laughs> oh, what's his name? Shoot. What the heck? Okay, well, I'll think of it. The Steelers tight end, um, there were some qu- when they started slowing it down. There were some question marks on if he gained control, full process, even though across the line. And once it crossed the line, it should be dead for receiving touchdowns. Uh, so they reviewed it and overturned that. So they did score a touchdown. And there then there was a play where there was Big Ben. It's kind of like a fake spike. All they need to do, Ben, to play it safe is to throw a fade. Uh, I think he did, he did his helmet thing, too, to wave the wide receivers to do a fade. But anyways, there was, like, one wide receiver, and he ended up doing a slant in. And clock's ticking. Um, and Ben goes for it for the win. I mean, granted, there was enough time to kick a field goal if it was an incomplete pass. But he goes for the win. It was a slant. He, he, it seemed like he was open for, like, a second. But th- there were still defenders closing in on him. Like, there there's... Very, very small chance he was going to catch that end. 
deflected by a Patriots defender in the air, and another Patriots defender there to catch it, takes a knee, game over. They don't even get a chance to go into overtime because they're down three. But it's still an overtime. It's still Ben's a winner. Big Ben's a winner. And you can't get mad at him too much because it very well could have been Steelers get the ball back. I mean, he went for the win. He thought the play was there that he could have potentially caught that ball for the win. It would have been awesome, but it just didn't work out. So that's tough. It was tough. It's tough for Steelers fans. That was a, that was a tough game for Steelers fans for sure. Okay. So that's that. Another thought was the Rams completely beasting over the Seattle Seahawks. Oh my gosh. It was like 42 to zip. And the final score was like 42 to seven. Todd Gurley, we already talked about. He killed it. Goff didn't even have that good of a, I mean, he had, a, he was, Goff's a great quarterback, but for like fancy purposes, he, he very mediocre, if not low, below average because he didn't have to do much this game. They think they sacked Wilson just six to eight times, six times, I think, and it was just constant pressure on Russell Wilson. That front four is great for the Rams, um, top in the league, and the Rams, or the Seahawks had nothing going on um, at all. It's tough that, that Seattle defense is injured. Earl Thomas is still trying to do the best he can out there, uh, but... They're really missing their guys. Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor. Oh, man. So it's tough out there for Seattle. And this was a really tough game for Seattle, uh, especially kind of an NFC game. And, oh, I don't know what to think about Seattle. If they're, if they're going to be able to turn it around and take down the Cowboys in another very pivotal game next week, it could be an elimination game for both squads. That could be a dirty play hard. That could be a lots of scoring game, actually. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if Seattle can uh, turn it around. But Russell Wilson, fancy owners, start them. Keep starting them with confidence, even though it was a dud. The Rams just start them against uh, Seattle or uh, Dallas. Excuse me. But if you have Cam Newton with Tampa Bay matchup. I can see you for sure starting Cam over Wilson, and I almost would. I prefer Cam over Wilson because Greg Olson was a big impact there. Cam's been running all over the place, and he's the Panthers need a win. They've been rolling. Cam's been hot, and Russell's been down. I know fantasy. You can try to predict the the weirdness, but you should probably ride the hot hand here. Okay. And I'm just going to throw it at you. Could, should Todd Gurley be in consideration for the MVP votes or race? I mean, why not? Why shouldn't Case Keenum be in the race for the MVP votes, honestly, too? But Gurley could be the first running back since LT in 20, 2005. No. Seven? Shoot. I don't know what year that is. Was. Um, but. Okay, so another thing I wrote down was Garoppolo. Garpo Polo is our nickname for him. 
He's 3-0 as a starter for the 49ers. 3-0. And the 49ers were, like, winless before he... Just Garoppolo could be for real, and everything we've heard about Garoppolo could be true. And he could be. <laughs> uh, his I don't know what his ceiling is, but with Tom being a backup to Tom Brady, I think his ceiling is a GOAT. All right, so Pats versus Steelers. Um, that's in my notes, which we already, whoops, uh, already talked about that. And that was just, yeah, because it was one AB injury, and then I went into that. Okay, and then Nick Foles. I already talked about Nick Foles, too. Um, that was kind of a headliner for me that, um, and that's kind of not, yeah, a little bit bad news for the Vikings, but I think the Vikings can take on any team in the NFL, and I have no problem say, saying that. Um, so Nick Foles, he's no Carson Wentz, but he is a he is a good backup quarterback. Um, his consistencies, the differential between him and Wentz, well, a lot of other things, but Foles can get it done. And that he was he was he threw for four touchdowns. So yep, Eagles got something there, and they probably already knew that. So that's my other headlines. Um, also, well, Baltimore is a weird team. And their defense, you know, Cleveland kicked Cleveland's butt. So I, I, I don't know what to think about the Ravens. If they're going to go far or if their defense is going to carry them. And who knows with the, the Ravens. All right. Um, that's it. So and then, all right. So, yeah, this podcast is kind of wrapping up here. We're at 33, 34 minutes. Um, Aaron Rodgers. The injured reserve was the news today. Uh, that's huge. But it's kind of expected. Honestly, it made sense. Because Rodgers played for the Packers to give the fans, to give the team just the best chance. He was cleared to play. So, And then Rodgers is obviously the choice to give him the best chance. They had it, still had a shot at the playoffs. Um, but they lost. And then Atlanta won. So, they are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, so why, and if Aaron Rodgers' shoulder is not 100%, which it isn't, why why should he play other than having Aaron Rodgers in there to take down the Vikings um, next week, or this week? So, it makes sense, but it gives Vikings, I mean, Vikings, we play an Aaron Rodgers-less Packers, and then we play the Bears. That's huge. And I just realized that this podcast isn't almost over because we have to still talk about, and maybe I should do this in a separate one. Maybe this could be a tomorrow thing. But nope. I'm just going to go through this here. Well, geez, 35 minutes. We could go through, yeah, tomorrow's Wednesday. We're going to go tomorrow through the, the NFL playoff scenarios. We're going to break down all of the NFC teams that have clinched. Um, possible. I mean, we're just going to break down the whole NFL playoff scenarios. Break down the teams, what needs to happen. So I think that will be good to talk about tomorrow instead of making this uh, episode longer and maybe not as much material for tomorrow. So, yep. We'll do it. look forward to that tomorrow. Uh, the NFL playoff scenarios for week Heading into week 16 for all of the 
teams that have a chance. So, okay. Um, the only other thing in my notes here is some daily fantasy for the NBA um, via FanDuel. And I'm going to just talk about one team that we, or that I um, inputted, input <laughs> for a double up, I believe. Um, double up or triple up. I did a two, two, uh, two of them today. So I'll talk about my, my triple up one. And so I got McConnell, Fox, Brogdon, Holiday, Drew Holiday, LeBron James, Oubre Jr., uh, The Brow, Anthony Davis, Sarich, and Holmes. So basically what I got to do is get in the top third of, what, 136 people, and then I'll triple my money. And right now, the games have started. It's for tonight's games, which is three of them. <laughs> I am, looks like I'm right on the edge. But it doesn't matter because I'm 42 out of whatever I said, 100. Um, what did I say? 130, 136. 42 out of 136. Yeah. Um, it all matters to what happens at the end. So, yeah. What we kind of want to do when we talk about future podcasts, we've been we've been dabbling with this this daily fantasy a little more and more, and it's starting. I'm starting to learn the players more and more, and then I'm starting to like it more and more. And then you win, and it's fun, you know. It's it's definitely fun, and you always have a daily something to kind of root for and then you kind of root for players and like I said you kind of then you kind of research the players so it's it's cool um even if you just do it for a you know a dollar or do it for two dollars or five dollars or you know it's whatever it's just a little sum sum okay so that's DFS we'll we'll hit you with some more um lineups perhaps and if you start getting more listeners we could do like a lineup in the morning and then you could I don't know it's it's open it's in uh it's in our mind Okay, and then the other thing I was going to talk about or want to talk about is is the sports. The other I know we I tried to do an introduction of uh, the just something different because I'm definitely into the holidays and Christmas and got some lights on our house for sure. Um, bought some light up deer um, for our backyard. Someone from Craigslist actually uh, it's like twenty five bucks for two light up. Deer, a buck and a doe, uh, like four feet. Well, the buck goes like four feet tall with his horns included. Yeah, I would say it was a pretty good bargain um, for that. But, yeah, we got lights out there. We're in the spirit. Um, so, yes, go go Christmas. Go holiday season. Um, sports puzzle was, <laughs> I guess, kind of incorrect that I said it. I said one of Mountain Dew's, like, flavors or one of the, one of their yeah flavors or many pops that they have and i thought surge was um one of their flavors but apparently it was like that mountain dew looking in pop but it was like a, to compete with mountain dew i think so it wasn't technically a flavor of them but i thought it was um so that was kind of incorrect nobody got this 
So that's why I'm kind of just saying the answer. And the, the that was a clue for the first one. Um, and the second clue was not not the front, but uh, and I was going for back. And then Serge back NBA player. This was Sir. I was Serge Ibaka. And then, but I was thinking like a baseball. I could have done like a pitchers when he, they mess up on the mound. Um, that's a box. That might have been better. I don't know. It didn't work out. Nobody responded. Um, so stat sports puzzle is retired. I don't have a new one. I just have that new beginning implementation. So tweet us at sport pu- at sport puzzle. Um, sports puzzle s p o r t s p u z z l e and then our or email us sportspuzzle at gmail.com um, the answers to any future sports puzzles and for this episode to get a shout out on next episode um, um, yeah provide the answer to the song just the song that the little clip that I played from okay we're gonna wrap it up here um, so Yep, that's it. 6.59 p.m. right now on 12-19-2017. Just changed to 7 p.m. I hope everybody uh, has a good night, and I hope they have a good holiday season if this is the only one they listen to uh, prior to Christmas. Um, And hope the shopping goes. Hopefully you're done with shopping. Well, a lot of people aren't. I'm not completely done with shopping yet. I still got to get some stuff for just a couple individuals. Um, So... Yeah, hope everybody has a good Christmas holiday season with family, friends, good food, and opening presents, and, you know, just celebrating what you should be celebrating, and drinks with the family. It's, I like Christmas a lot. Christmas movies, sitting by the fire, blankets, being warm and cozy. Winter's awesome. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm going to sign out now. So this is Brandon. Peace out, sports homies.